Oh, wow. God is good. I first off want to say thank you to everyone who is here today. Um, I also want to thank the, all of those who have been praying for us, supporting us, loving us. We couldn't have done it without you. God heard your prayers. He is still hearing your prayers. Don't stop praying. Pam, I want to thank you also for the word that you gave as well of, the sh of what you shared. Um, you and your family have been a big part of our lives. We thank you for your love and your support. And we know that will continue. Um, going back to that, that time going to the biopsy with both of you there, I was, I was quite nervous that day actually. So <laughs> I was like, what did I walk into right now? <laughs> but I love Casey so much that uh, I was willing to do whatever it took to, uh, uh, to get to that day of just being able to call her my wife and to love her with everything that I had. So when I was, I wanted to say something today as I was just preparing for it and there was the page before me to write what I, what I wanted to say. And I'm just like, Lord, what do you want to say today? And there the blank page was before me. So many memories, so many times of laughter, tears, flooded through my mind of what would I write? What am I going to write on this piece of paper that could any way say anything that my heart was feeling at that time? I feel like the, the story that started a little under six years ago in 2014 um, already began before that when both of us surrendered our lives to Christ. He was the sole purpose of our life, each of our lives. The reason for our meaning, our being, our existence. We love Jesus. So our story, as it's gone through the years, was never written by us. It was always written by the Lord. And I know it will continue to be written by Him, by His hand. So at the top of my piece of paper there, I said no script. God's already written the script. I can't write it. I can't write it for him. I can't write anything for God. He has to write it. So right below that, two things I wrote. 
Number one, Jesus. Always number one. For both Casian and myself, Jesus was always number one in each of our lives, in our family's life, lives. In our pursuit, in everything that we did, we wanted to honor Christ in what we did. And Casey modeled that for me in so many ways. Number two, I wrote down Casey. Number one, Jesus. Number two, Casey. Because these are things that I can talk on and on and on and on about, and you can't stop me. <laughs> you may say something, but I don't know if I'll stop or not. So. But as I move forward with what, you know, other things that kind of flowed down the page as I, I continue to write, as we celebrate Casey's life today, I never want to lose sight of hope. Because this story that God has written, that he started years ago, that he's continued to write, is a story of hope, is a story of love, is something that will live far beyond today. And I see that daily in our ch children's faces, in our children's lives. For Kaiser, Elizabeth, Abigail, and Joshua. Their lives will be a continuation of what Casey's life was, what it exemplified, her example. And I will be there to walk them through and to remind them of how Casey lived her life every day. She didn't live her life for herself. She lived it for number one, Christ, above all else. She lived it for others. I have never seen anyone, any person, um, model the love of Christ in any way that I did in Casey. She changed my life forever in how she showed me how to love. It's interesting, I, I've been going through and reading through uh, just in different prayer, prayer journals and different things that Casey wrote, and I was opening my Bible, and I was open to a specific portion of Scripture, and I didn't realize that she had, she had written something in my Bible, and normally I don't write a lot of things in my Bible, so, um, but when she wrote things in my Bible, I thought that was great. But what she wrote was, is she told me this too, is, and this is, this, this is in Psalm 37. Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. Her note was, I love you, Weston David. 
This is where our story began, founded on his word. And that's so true. Our story did begin on Christ and Christ alone. Calvary Chapel Buell holds such a special place in our hearts because this is really where it all began for us. Um, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that there was someone that was interested in me, so I was uh, just kind of going about my life as saying, Lord, it's you and me, I guess, just you and me. I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, so it's just you and me, Lord. And that was okay if that was, but I'm glad it took a different road. So, uh, and it actually, for me, is standing up at this, uh, at the, at in front, at the pulpit here, is where a lot of it began as well. Uh, as Casey told me and told me one time, she said, she, or she was telling me, she said, do you, do you know who told me that I was going to marry you? And I said, no, I, I don't. And she told me, she said, the Holy Spirit told me that you were going to marry me. And I said, well, I can't really argue with you on that. You. <laughs> and it became clear to me over time that, that, that the, as, well, it wasn't very, very long after that, that the Lord, the Holy Spirit revealed the same thing to me. But apparently, according to what I've been told, that uh, I'm glad the Holy Spirit did tell her because according to, I guess, the word that was going around, I didn't have a whole lot of game. So there was going <laughs> to... The Holy Spirit was going to have to work because there was a lot of lack there. So, <laughs> so I'm glad. I, I'm glad the Holy Spirit uh, did the work because uh, it probably wouldn't happen if I was in charge. So... <laughs> but... Yeah, so the story was is that in that back door back there, that exit right over there, I was up here and I was praying that morning uh, before sometimes we pray and before Jackie comes up and, and, and preaches the, and gives the, teaches the word. And I, I prayed that morning and uh, Casey happened to be walking by that door right over there. And she heard, heard some, some guy was was. She heard some guy was, was speaking. He was praying up front. And she just, I guess, apparent, I, according to what I heard, her knees buckled when she heard. <laughs> when she heard this guy up here praying. I don't know, but I'll take it. So <laughs> she said she, she knew. She said, that, whoever that guy is, that's the man I'm supposed to marry. So as we, you know, as, as things progressed, I was, was introduced to Casey and um, through, through mutual friends. Um, they had to set it all up. Like I said, I have no game here, so. Um, they set up a game night and we, that was probably the first time that I really was around Casey and you know, unbeknownst to me, I thought, hey, something is really going on here. This setting this game up night, hey, man, you really got to come tonight. Like, what, it, what is this, you know? It's like, 
So I went, I went to the, the game night, you know, yeah, sure, this, this'll be fun, you know, and so I get there and we're, we're, uh, we're going through the night and everything, everybody's kind of moving along and okay, something is going on here, it's a little bit different, but the, the night ended and, and I had fun, we, I think we all had fun that night and uh, I was getting ready to leave and I was going to walk, I, I, Casey was standing right over at the counter at the, at the, in their house, Jason and Daniel's house, and she was right by the corner, and I get to the doorway, and I'm like, I'm walking out the doorway, I'm this, I'm going. Something, the Lord, stopped me right at that, right at that door, and he said, you need to talk to her. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, what am I going to say? And so, you know, we, I stopped, and I talked to her for a little bit, and you know, general conversation, and so then I think that's really where it began, and it kind of continued on for that. We had some more game nights and everything like that, and 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 it progressed, and um, then a lot of it turned to, and that's why I say this church has so much meaning for me and for Casey. It had so much, even when I'm here. There are so many memories that flood through my mind with Casey and myself. Um, we would come, we'd go to church together, we'd come to Bible studies together, and then we would actually end up out in the parking lot talking to one another really late. Our soul, we were just so excited about Jesus, that was our primary conversation was about Christ. I love to be able to sit and talk with Casey about Jesus Christ, about our life, as we, after we were married, about our life and everything. We love to spend so much time just talking together just spending time and talking. And that, for, for me, was one of the most rewarding things in my life was to be able to have that close relationship with my wife that we could just sit and we could talk together. Um, so even like, like it was said before in some of the other, in, in some of the other um, things that were, were said, um, I was that before we were married, Casey was diagnosed with cancer. But probably in this whole time that I'm going to talk up here, the word cancer is only, this is probably the last, this will be the last time that I mention it because cancer doesn't have the victory. Jesus has the victory. And Casey's life is an example of that and you'll see that as I move forward, that Casey's life has an example that, that that disease did not win. It will never win when Jesus is involved. So I did, you know, as we, I, I never had, when I heard that she, it was, it was on October 31st, 2014, when she was, that she was given the diagnosis. I was at, I remember being at work that day and she called me and then they had the hallelujah night here for everyone to come and, and for the kids and everything and, and we sat in a room in the back, I remember it, and we just cried together. We cried together over, over that but I, I loved her and it was never a question in my mind that I was not going to walk through whatever it would be with her. 
So we move forward and on November 25th, 2014, we, we were married, husband and wife, right, right up here, right up here. For me, one of the, the most, the, the happiest, most joyful days of my life. Um, I will never forget it. Um, I married, the most amazing woman that I had ever met in my life. The most beautiful woman I had ever met in my life. Even in the short time, even before we were married, she'd already had such a huge impact on my life that I could never see my life going forward without her there. And when we got married, the foundation was on Christ and Christ alone. And throughout our marriage, all the way to the end, it was Christ and Christ alone was the true foundation. One of Casey's scriptures that both of us really cling to as we went through the years is the story of our lives as it went through the years, it just amazes me because I don't see how anyone but God could have written, has, has been writing the story. I could have never thought any of these things up in our lives that have happened to us or how they've happened. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of trying hard times in the last almost little over five and a half years. I mean, there was a lot of hard times. Um, tiring times, but we knew that Christ, that the Lord was there with us there every step of the way. And one of those scriptures that we, we Casey really clung to, and as I did as well, but this was one that she would always, she would always go to, and it's in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And this is Jesus who's saying, Jesus says this first part right here, says, he says this to the apostle Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then the Apostle Paul went on and he said, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Casey really looked, recognized and understood that very well of, the, of God's grace of how sufficient it was in those times when you're thinking is is the ship going down are we sinking no the grace of god is sufficient he will keep us going he will keep us moving he will keep us he will keep us above the water and in it's in that place of knowing the sufficiency of the grace of god that you realize the power of god and we realized and we came to really see the power of God working in our lives every day. Was it easy? No. But was it good? Yes. It was very good. And I wouldn't change anything that we walked through. I wouldn't change any of it. Because like I said before, this is God's story. This isn't mine. This isn't Casey's. 
And as it moves forward, it's still God's story for our kids' lives and for all those whose, whose lives Casey has touched. God's story continues. Another scripture that really stuck out for both of us. Um, this is why we, our lives, even before we were married, were, were rooted in this verse of Casey had this verse marked in her Bible clearly. She put a heart by it. Red heart, right by this verse. This was one of her favorite scriptures, one of mine as well. Um, she always told the girls, because the heart was there, that that's daddy's verse. So they always want to see daddy's verse. They want to go see the heart, because that's where daddy's verse is. So that was Casey's verse. It's Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We gave our lives up. Casey and I, we gave our lives up to Christ. And that was our, that's what we said. It's no longer each of us who lives, but it's Christ who lives in us. We wanted to teach that to our children, the same thing. Because we know that Christ radically changed our lives and we knew he would do the same things and he will do the same things in our children's lives. We also believe that he will do that in anyone's life. Anyone. That's the great thing about Jesus Christ is he calls whoever. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. He's calling. And I think as I'm moving here towards, towards the end and towards closing, it was something that Casey would always, she would tell me a lot of times because probably the, the kind of guy I am, I always, gotta, I always gotta think things through. I gotta sit down and make a plan. I gotta, I gotta write this out. I've gotta, I gotta have down there on a piece of paper where I can see it. And so here's the plan. This is how we're gonna do this, this, and this to get to this. She'd always, a lot of times she'd always tell me, she'd write this, I've actually read some of this, I've read it in her prayer journal as well when she would pray for me. She'd say, she'd say, Lord, help Weston not to be afraid. Help him to be bold. And she'd tell me, don't, like, don't overcomplicate things. Keep it simple. I'm working on that. Um, so right now, Casey, this, this is for you right now. I'm not going to be afraid because my trust is in the Lord. And I am going to be bold right now. Because I know Casey would want me to do this. Because her love for people was so great. I ask you, where is the story of your life? Where are you going? 
What path are you on right now in your life? Do you know Christ? Because he wants to know you. He knows you. Casey learned that surrender, and I've learned surrender, to Christ is the only way. There is no other way. There is no other path. The only way to life is through Christ. The only way to victory is through Christ. The only way to hope is through Christ. There's no other way. I'm going to read John chapter 14 verses 1 through 6. This is Jesus speaking right here. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way, and you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus clearly laid it out there. There's no other way. There's no other way to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Except through Jesus Christ. That was the message that Casey would speak over and over and over again. She cared and loved people so much, she cared about their eternal salvation. Where are you today? Where are you today? And she was bold, and she was not afraid to ask people and to talk to them about it. And that's what I loved about her, is that she loved people so much. One more scripture here. And this is one that Casey, I know she lived by it when she would talk to people, and so do I. It's Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To everyone who believes. Would you want to throw your weight, everything that you have, into Jesus? That's a question that's asked. Would you, would you do that, and why?
All I could say to you is that for Casey and myself, our lives speak to what we know. And what we know is, is when we surrendered everything to Christ, we have complete confidence in God that he will get us home. One day, he'll get us home. Casey's already realized that. She's there. One day, I'll be there. I don't doubt it for a second. I don't question it. I don't fear. I don't fear the future. I don't fear that because I know and my confidence rests in the power of God. So as I finish and I end here, I want, I, I want to remind you that, that Casey here on earth, yes, yeah, she is gone, but she's with the Lord now forever, no end. The story doesn't end. And I don't put an end on the story because it's God's story. It's wide open right now. How's God going to work? How's God going to move? I leave that in his hands. But I go back to your story and your life. If Casey is, I know Casey touched so many lives. And this is my prayer, and I know it'll be for my life as well. Is how did Casey, how did Casey reach you? How did she touch you? How will you carry it forward? I know I will. I, I have to. It has to carry forward with me. How her life was, what it meant, what her life meant, what, who she was. Always pointing people to Christ. Always living for Christ. Honoring Christ. She loved Jesus with all of her heart, her soul, her mind, and her strength. Her energy, even to the very end, was for Christ. And for, and for finally, I could have given so many memories, so many things. I have so many things that I could have said about Casey, but I would have been up here for a very long time. But one, one final, final image for me that will stand out was four days before she went to be with the Lord. She'd been through all the treatments. Her body was wearing out. But her spirit was not. And Casey had a heart for worship. She would worship the Lord with her whole heart. I had never seen anybody worship like her, ever. And in all the pain... And everything that was going on in her body at that time. The kids were out there watching some worship music on, the t on TV. And they were just standing there watching it. And they, that, wa that wasn't good enough for Casey. 
that wasn't good enough. You can't just stand there and watch. You have to be part. You have to join in. You have to be part of what is of the worship. You have to enter into the worship. And so she stood up out of her chair. Her hands in the air. And she danced around. As well as she could. And she was worshiping the Lord. At the end. It didn't matter how much pain she was in. It didn't matter. Her heart was for Jesus. And she'd give it all for him. Are you willing to give everything for him? Casey did. And she said it, and I know she'd tell you right now, through everything she's been through, it was all worth it. He got her home. He got her home. She's free. She's free. No more pain, no more hurt. She's with the king. And he's holding her now. So that would be my final word. As you remember Casey, her life had so much value, so much meaning. There will never be another Casey Becker. There will never be. But who are you? There will never be another you. What will you let God do through your life like Casey let God do through her life? Jesus is calling. All you have to do is answer. Say, here I am. You can have me. I want to do what you want me to do, Lord. That's my prayer for you today. And I am going to pray because that's how it all began. And I have to pray. Oh, Lord God, Father, I thank you for Casey's life. I thank you for how you taught her how to love. That you poured out through her heart, your heart, Lord God, for people. That she could see through your eyes and see people for who they were in the place where they were. And she loved them like you love them. Oh God, give us eyes to see like Jesus, to love people, to love people, Lord God. Oh Lord God, I pray for all of those here today. Lord God, I, I pray that you'll open their eyes to see and their ears to hear, Lord God, what you're saying. What Casey was always pointing to is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Let him be the King of your life. He will radically change your life. That the story of your life, though it may not be easy, it will be good. Because you can have pure and, know, and fully know confidence in God that he will direct me, he will guide me, he will get me home one day. And though this life can be hard, 
Though this life can be painful, though this life can throw us so many curveballs and so many different things, Christ is always there for us and with us when we say, come in, Lord Jesus. Come in. Receive me. Take me. Christ says, I don't look at what you look like. I just want you to come to me. I don't care what you've done. I just want you to come to me. No one is beyond coming to me because my power will work in their life. And my power, it's my power. That's what Jesus says. It's my power that will transform your life. But you have to let me. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your faithfulness and your goodness, Lord God, to me that I was allowed to be Casey's husband, Lord God. That you bestowed that honor upon me to be able to call her my wife. That she is the mother of my children. She loved us well. Lord God, she loved us well. Father, help me to love my children well as she showed me how to love. Help us, Lord God, who, were, who came in contact with Casey to love well, Lord God, those around us because of what Casey's example was. Father, I know Casey loved you so much. She gave it all for you, and she would do it again and again and again, no matter the cost. Lord, I pray that you will be glorified here today. That today is not is about you. It's about you showing that your power is real in a person's life. And that was Casey. You show that your power is real in people's lives. Casey showed that through her life every day. Lord God, when she gave her life to you, she showed it every day to the end. Father, we thank you and we praise you that you love us, that you died for us, that you paid the price for us, that we can have life. To you be all the glory to you be all the praise. To you be all the majesty and splendor. To you, God Almighty, is everything. We give it into your hands and we trust you in all things, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.